0: Welcome, everyone, to Screams After Midnight. I'm Pierre. That's Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show. And we had said last time we were going to do a new Candyman next, but we decided to (laughs) bump it by a couple of episodes just to, you know, have a bit of variety. And um, Tim, for some reason... (laughs) Decided to remember that a sequel in a franchise that we had previously done all of the mm-hmm. entries of, in fact, we did all the entries of this franchise before the previous entry came out, mm-hmm. was released in May of this year. That film, of course, is A Spiral from the Book of Saw.
1: <sighs> oh boy. <laughs> AKA Saw Nine oh if you like saw nine just doesn't have that ring to it as spiral from the book of saw does (laughs) it really doesn't does it
0: it's um yeah this is a weird one we'll get into it we'll start spoiler free as we always do we'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers but this is the film that came out of a weird place where for some reason chris rock wanted to produce (laughs) <laughs> a saw movie even though the last Saw movie I mean Saw 7 felt pretty definitive and then Saw 8 was kind of like the old jigsaw that was was kind of like a like trying to make a comeback but it didn't do amazingly well so it just kind of felt like ah that kind of ends things again whatever and then out of nowhere Chris Rock's like I really like Saw <laughs> I want to make more Saw so he, at the behest of him this movie's career, and also stars Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> randomly so
1: this is a a story about fathers and sons. Ultimately, <laughs> and police corruption. Yeah, <laughs> that's the other main theme
0: of the, of the movie. Yeah, it, mostly fathers and sons. Uh, yeah, I uh, <laughs> it's it's just such a weird thing. I the the only way I can describe like how this felt is that the opening five minutes does feel like a saw movie. Someone's sort of chased and trapped and they wake up and then they're inside like, a you know, one of Jigsaw-esque contraptions where technically you can save yourself. But I mean, even if you do, you're going to be horribly disfigured. And the chances of you actually even succeeding in time are, are, you know, next to impossible. But it's very much a, a sort of thing. There's like a couple of quick cuts, right? And then that cla- yeah. that classic Saw trap kind of, the camera's kind of cutting around. Mm-hmm. But then after the scene, it cuts to Chris Rock. And it cuts to uh, the police characters and all of a sudden we're in like a a comedy thriller where
1: it's I mean, just comedy is stretching it.
0: <laughs> well I, I, the reason why I say that is because there's several scenes especially early on where it feels like Chris Rock's just doing material from oh, the stand up.
1: Yeah, yeah the, 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 wee, the really weird opening bit where they're talking about like the wokeness of Forrest Gump like yeah, that just feels like weird, like older stand-up complaining about like political correctness. Yeah, I, I mean, there was one line in it that made me chuckle a little bit,
0: so I'll, you know, I'll, I'll I'll give it that. Uh, but <laughs> is that, a, is that a cat Tim? It's the catlight.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: she's trying to get into
1: the bag of food. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, so so the, the, the uh, hi, good good cat good cat cease this noise, um, Damien from the uh, book of cat, from the
1: book of cats yes, <laughs> cats.
0: So yeah, so she's yeah. a, what
1: oh. do you call it? methodicals, mephisticals <laughs> angelical cat, whatever. Oh, angelical cat, Jericho. J- there you go, Jericho yeah. cat. Oh, no, Jericho, angelical. <laughs>
0: He said angelical. It's just jellical. Don't ask me what jellical means because I don't know. But they said it a million times in that stupid movie. So, but yeah, like it, it, it comes to this weird rant about Forrest Scump, uh, and tries to swerve us that Chris Rock might be with this group of criminals, but he's actually undercover. Uh, and of course, he ends up being the lead detective on the case going forward. But
1: there's another the whole time you're thinking, Man, it's good to be back into the Saw universe. <laughs> <laughs> feels like I've never left. <laughs> but just likewise though, there's, there's another section, like maybe like five
0: minutes later, where he's with his new partner. And it's like <laughs> it, it genuinely feels like three minutes of stand up about wives and cheating, like wives shooting oh, sure. on their partners. Where yeah. he just talks about Panatis isn't a real thing. Don't worry, that's a dick <laughs> date. Your wife's on a dick date. And he it goes on for like three <laughs> minutes, and I'm like, What is this? <laughs> it's just chris rock doing chris rock stand-up it's weird
1: mm. it's so, strange
0: <laughs> I, 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 yeah the, the, i got whiplash almost from the start of this but so somehow this is kind of the least saw saw movie because in the sense that it, for large stretches it's just kind of this other more generic still quite bad Don't, i mean not to spoil <laughs> my thoughts but it's a really boring uh full of cliche moments which we'll we'll get to but for the most part, it's quite dull. So despite the fact that it kind of is the least Saw-like, whenever it does go into Saw mode, which it does every so often, it kind of feels like just the most, like, phoned-in Saw movie, <laughs> where it just kind of feels
1: half-assed. It's weird. I mean, the funny thing is, ne- neither one of us really have had any love for the, the franchise. <laughs> like no. I'm, Yeah, I'm really not a fan for any of the movies at all, but it is funny watching this and actually, like wanting more saw even though like (laughs) yeah i don't like saw but man watching this really what made me want saw (laughs) i would not say it
0: made me want it but i will say that from an objective standpoint this movie and i won't say it's as much of a departure because it's not but it is a Mm -hmm. big departure from what saw normally is because of how much it focuses to just the detective's lives versus you know because i said there was some quick cuts during the 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 the, the, the jigsaw-esque like traps but for the rest of the movie, when they're just out like doing stuff and investigating and talking, the camera work is actually pretty normal. It doesn't do a lot of, you know, uh, there's, some, well, there's some cheesy, like, tropey, like, oh, he stares through the blinds and the sunlight of the blinds comes through and hits his face kind of thing. But
1: there's no, you know, MTV music video, boom, 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 we're trying to make this dramatic. And and weirdly enough, when they do do that kind of stuff, it usually seems like it's uh, on Chris Rock's character. Like there are times when he gets these kind of like yeah. I don't know, like headaches or migraines, and it does do like this weird like it, it looks like he's getting like a psychic attack or something. You know where it's like ah. Yeah, it takes a while to get there though. Yeah. So yeah, what was it? It's gonna more compar- towards the end. But, yeah, what yeah. was going to compare it to?
0: Again, I don't think it's as much of a departure, but it is definitely a departure. <laughs> And it's funny that it's also number nine, but this is very much Jigsaw Goes to Hell, the final puzzle. (laughs) I'm comparing it, of course, to Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. Um, And obviously we don't care about Saw that much. We don't really like the franchise. But watching this as an outsider, objectively, I'm like, this is kind of like, this must make Saw fans feel a little bit like what we feel like (laughs) watching that ninth Friday the 13th, because it's kind of like so far removed from what those movies you know for better or worse like obviously we're not that fond of them but it is like a a real weird pivot uh and okay sure maybe we i mean if the movie was good if we actually thought this was a high quality film then i'd probably be saying i'm glad it pivoted because finally it's a good movie but it's not good either it's just
1: really bad and also not what the fans of the franchise probably want yeah, and now that you mention it, it's a pretty good comparison, especially at the end when uh, <clears throat> you know Jigsaw dies, and then uh, Annabelle's hand comes out of the ground and <laughs> drags his mask <laughs> underneath. Finally, the Lions Gate and
0: the <laughs> the Conjuring Verse are going to collide. Uh... <laughs> yeah I mean, that was the other thing that got me was just how cliched a lot of this was there's scenes of like the police captain yelling and saying give me a break we've got a heat wave out there and i'm like is that something police captains normally complain about? does that really affect the uh the police work that much <laughs> It being kind of warm <laughs> yeah
1: uh, i mean it, it's really really weird um it, it's hard to describe uh it, like it it does almost kind of feel like a fan film like in a way <laughs> yeah and like it's I, and weirdly enough i was kind of excited for the movie like I, it wasn't a movie where i was like oh my god like you know i'm dying to see this but since i didn't really like the franchise um and i thought it was going to be more of a reboot or a departure or go into a different direction i, I was kind of like all right well if i don't really like the you know previous movies maybe this will be kind of a new starting point that i'll actually dig Uh, but it's just so much of the like same stuff while you know like it really doesn't feel like that different to me other than like honestly the traps being seeming like there's less of them and that they're less interesting or exciting and then focusing more on the cops but i mean like all the same kind of like stuff is there like you know uh (laughs) like all, all the saw movies they all kind of blur together you know for me but it seems like we've had, like, a lot of, like, corrupt cop stuff <laughs> throughout the series. Um, I feel like, we, you know, they've already played with the idea of having, like, a copycat killer. That's not anything new, you know? Like, it, I don't really understand what the point of this is, especially since, like, I don't know, the last movie doesn't feel like it was so long ago. Like, it's not like it's been 20 years, and it's like, <laughs> all right, well, maybe we'll, we'll start, you know, fresh. Um, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. I guess spoiling my my thoughts on it is uh I, I did not enjoy this <laughs> I thought it was like super boring like you said it was just super cliche it was like you know just every obvious you know cop line. You oh yeah the, the dialogue
0: there. was killing me tim like there was so many yeah. moments because <laughs> the whole thing with chris rock's character is that he turned in a dirty cop like years ago so they all don't mm-hmm. trust them so the way he just like yells at them or saying he can't watch his back or someone may shoot him in his back like all of the lines you've heard them in 50 like 100 200 movies whatever it may be yeah.
1: it, it, and then like you know I don't want to get like too political or anything but like it seems like you could have said a lot more if you're doing a horror movie like about like dirty cops and stuff. With you know everything we've seen in the last couple of years, like it seems like I don't know, you could make more of a statement <laughs> or something on oh, it. Yeah. But it the, just there's no like statement here.
0: <laughs> there could have been something to actually explore the idea of, and it almost comes close to kind of giving the main character a, a dilemma in which yeah. they have to kind of make a choice. And unfortunately, it just kind of doesn't do anything interesting with it. But <laughs> Like you you could, like you know, if if this was like your like a lot of good horror movies that do have some kind of like you know, theme they want to get across or mission statement, you know, like Romero Zombie movies or whatever. Uh I mean those are more overt, but most good horror movies have something that you can sort of trace in their DNA to like what the you know, what the world is like at the time when they were made. Yeah. Um and this, this feels like it almost actively like maybe <sighs> Maybe the, the like just how corrupt the cops are is taken a little bit from the real world as a plot device, but other than that, it doesn't feel if anything it feels like it's actively trying to avoid being anything controversial and being anything totally. that actually <laughs> does make any statement. It just it yeah. just wants <laughs> to be a movie and yeah, <laughs> like okay, whatever. <laughs> so
1: yeah, r- really, yeah, and then, baffling. And the- yeah, and the big thing too, I would say, is uh, also like the you know when you do get like if you when you go into a saw movie, like the one thing you kind of want is like gnarly traps, you know, like at least give me some gore or have like some interesting kind of you know um, what are those called uh whatever uh like devices um a Rupert device or whatever those things you know what I'm talking about. Kind of, yeah, Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I I forget the exact word, but, you know, like, one of those, like, complicated machines that's like, oh, if you do this and this happens and blah, blah, blah. But, like, uh, the traps in this are just so boring and, like, there really isn't, like, much to them.
0: (laughs) I think the problem with with the Saw movie traps is that after the first couple, they kind of, they veered over time to just being, and the first movie had a couple of these in it as well in the flashbacks and whatever, but... Typically, there was the main room or the main group of characters or the main trap, which felt like it set up some clues so you could see some where things were coming. I, you know, it's funny because we just did Escape Room 2 on Sacred Hockey Mask. Uh, uh. What is this? Some kind of tournament of champions? Um, <laughs>
1: someone <laughs> is says that. An that. So, yeah, someone oh says God. that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and one of the things that was both true about the first one of those, which you, you did on Screams, and then the, the second mm. one is that. They'd be far more interesting and entertaining if the, the traps weren't so weird and obtuse that you could actually play along and maybe actually kind of get some of the answers before the characters True. do. Like, if they were actually solvable and not just ridiculous movie levels of, like, no one would ever figure this out in this time period. Yeah. It would take <laughs> hours of research and thinking about it and, like, trial and error and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. The saw traps are kind of the same thing, in a way, where they did okay at the start. Like, in, in the first movie, it's not a great movie, and there's a lot of reasons why I think we are both a bit lukewarm on it, but... They they do set up this room where there's various things in the room and they all come into play as the movie goes on, right? But over time, they kind of just turned into you're in a torture device and you have to either cut open something or rip something out or injure yourself in some horrific way to get out of it and that's all it is. And all of them in this movie are that. They're all that type. They're all just one scene of a character in a device. You have
1: to do this to yourself to get out and that's it. Speaking of which, like, this movie has, I guess, like, a reference to the first movie, which was, it, like, so, like, boring and pointless.
0: <laughs> it actually made me laugh a little bit, because of it. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it when we get to it, but the, the, the timing of it really made me laugh. Uh, and I don't know, maybe in a way, I don't think it was in a way it was, it was supposed to make me laugh, even yeah. though I, I do think <laughs> they want it to be a little bit funny. Uh, which is that's the other thing is that, you know, we mentioned Chris Rock's like almost stand up comedy, like coming into the movie, which didn't fit his character at all. Uh, I think Chris Rock is one of those like comedian actors who just is always playing him- himself more or less. Sure. Uh, so it, it's kind of hard to get into his performances all that much.
1: But I, I do like Chris Rock generally, but like, yeah, it just <sighs> but his, he wasn't doing a great job with this character. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't
0: dislike him, uh, Blanket. I, I think he's got charisma, and I think uh, yeah. you know, the, the one line that made me laugh during the Forrest Gump thing is they're debating, like, everyone being horrible to him, and uh, particularly the love the interest, Jenny. And someone says, yeah, but she got with him at the end. And he goes, after she got AIDS! And that did make me yes. chuckle a little bit. His delivery of that was kind of funny and yeah. but it, it was like wait what, what what this this conversation feels like it's out of a different movie why why is this in <laughs> a saw movie yeah it's so weird uh the fact that it, it it lets characters have time to have conversations like this is so unlike saw in general you know the fact yeah. that we get entire debates in the police station over and over again with the same characters is what makes this different and it's not a good different but it is different <laughs> so <laughs> uh plus you know we get the new young partner who he has to work with so that's oh, yeah. you know a lot of tropes that we have to play with and uh the the, the, the whoever the killer is in this case because i mean it's not a spoiler to say it's not jigsaw i mean the original seven movies definitively killed him the eighth one teased that he was back and then confirmed no he is definitely 100 percent, absolutely dead <laughs> uh so to say that it's not jigsaw himself in this is not a spoiler it, you know that's part yeah. of the movie um and this is set in the world after he existed. They mention that this is someone inspired by Jigsaw, and you see a photo of Tobin Bell at one point on a on a board, and that's about it. that's
1: your connections to the rest of the films. Um, and I guess like the were the spirals ever really a thing in the other Saw movies? I don't really remember. I'm like maybe they were on some walls or on the puppet or whatever, but. I feel like <laughs> I feel like they were
0: on some of the posters or something. like i i do you know vaguely remember them being part of the
1: they are or yeah something like that it's just funny uh to me because it <laughs> reminded me more of um i don't know like you're not like a big uh marvel guy but like uh on the like last uh venom run uh there's this whole big new like symbiote god uh character uh named null who kind of had. <laughs> Like, a basically, that same uh, uh, symbol on them. <laughs> and so it just, like, reminded me of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll say as well, because obviously Saw loves to have the twist. It loves to have... And it does do the thing where it brings back that main theme that plays while all the ending's playing out. Because they all end with the same music track. Kind of... Dan, yeah. dan, right. That does come back. I will say though that the reveal of who the killer, who the jigsaw is, in this is so blatantly obvious <laughs> that, <laughs> that it's impossible to be even remotely surprised or
1: interested or you and, know excited by it. You know, it was like hilarious too is once they reveal who it is, then they do the, you know, the typical thing where you get all the flashbacks of, mm-hmm. yes. you know, hearing uh-huh. stuff that said that now like has like another meaning and you're like, oh, oh, oh. and then like at one point they flashback to something that was said like had to have been like three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, they just said it, but like they it like a flashback. Like, oh, remember? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. So
0: Needless to say, we do not recommend <laughs> Saw. Oh, uh, sorry, Spiral from the Book of
1: Saw, or Saw Nine, or whatever you want to call this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure what a Book of Saw is. I don't. Uh, maybe I missed it, but did at any point in the movie did they? Was it like a Saw book or something that they were like quoting or reading from?
0: No, I, I think it's just, <laughs> it's just meant to be someone's inspired by him. So it's fr- from the Bible of Jigsaw. It's like someone took from his learnings. So from the yeah. book of Saw, uh, it has a weird title. It, it's almost like it is trying to like pretend that it's a a more highbrow movie, but it's really not. It's really <laughs> bottom tier, yeah. cheesy, cliched, full of tropes that just happens to be have some Saw stuff and be connected to the Saw franchise
1: i thought it also looked really bad i was like i mean I, I forget what happened with the you know the pandemic and everything uh i i think this got a theater run but uh i mean looking at it, it i was like this doesn't look like it should be in a theater it did get a theater run uh and i think it was in may this year it
0: got a theater run okay um i yeah i mean it doesn't look great i mean the thing is, though, is that all the Saw movies look kind of shit. Uh, if anything, this may look a little bit better than them. But I mean, that's not saying much. <laughs>
1: you know, the bar I think is. The... I would say at least like most of the other Saw movies, I I think have a little bit more style at least, which it's not a style that I enjoy, but oh, sure. I mean, I- at least feels like it is more stylistic. But it- the guy that directed this didn't he do some of the other Saw movies anyway though? He did. He He's directed Saw 2, 3, and 4. So this is actually someone who did <laughs> three previous
0: Saw movies coming back to do the weird offshoot kind of one. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's like another weird thing where it's like, all right, if this is supposed to be, you know, it, it's not like a reboot, but, you know, it is kind of a, I don't know, whatever you want to say, like rebranding or something. Like, it feels like it's a bit of a departure. Like, it feels like you should be getting new blood in there. Like, you shouldn't just be rolling out, you know, the, the same guy. I mean...
0: I mean, I feel like this was the only make as Chris wanted it to. I have to imagine it was more expensive
1: just because of him and Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Uh, then who honestly um, is like barely in the movie? Like oh, I yeah. thought he was a co-star. <laughs> well, he's he's, he's second, more like special guest. <laughs> yeah, he's second build, but he he has like,
0: including flashback, he has like four scenes, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you get the first scene and two to two flashbacks quite early on so you go a long time before you see him again and i'm like is he in this? is he still in this movie like where did samuel jackson go they can only afford him for like two days so he's uh but like just his inclusion i assume means that this was probably more expensive than like the oh, last sure. few saw movies if not all of them because the first one was famously really low budget so yeah uh uh, so maybe that's how we'll end up with more Saw movies, just because they're so dirt cheap to make. But I feel like this one only got made because Chris Rock. It was kind of like a weird, like I don't know what to say, passion project per se. But he clearly he he was the driving force behind it. So I wonder if Lionsgate even want to make another Saw movie, or does it linger <laughs> until someone with some pull says, "I want to do one," and it's just so funny to me that. We had that happen with this one. Like someone said, I want to do this, and they had enough, like you know, name value and power in Hollywood to say, "Hey, I want to do this." Yeah. That happened less than like two years after the previous film. It, it was. It's yeah. not like the franchise was like you said earlier. It's not like it's been fifteen, twenty years. The franchise wasn't lying dormant. This isn't someone who grew up with Saw, be, then started a movie career, became a big success, and said, "You know what? I've got clout now. I want to bring Saw back because I really like Saw." Yeah. Uh, this was someone who's already in Hollywood, who's already been a star <laughs> for the
1: last 20, 25 years and said I oh, wait, to produce a saw movie like, and I'm going to star in it <laughs> <laughs> imagine having like that kind of power <laughs> like you could just pick up the phone and be like hey, uh, how come no one's making any of those boy movies anymore, like let's get someone in here keep dreaming, Tim <laughs> what if this had like set off a trend and then we just got like a slew of like Oh, Larry the Cable Guy is making the next t- Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> <laughs> or something Well like you say that, that.
0: but what wasn't wasn't LeBron James like meant to be producing afraid of the thirteenth at one point?
1: <laughs> like- yeah, it was great. <laughs> Which by the way, you know, you know, tangent or whatever, but you know, we don't really do like the news uh show anymore, but Uh, Big news on that front with uh, Victor Miller getting the rights back. That is true. Victor Miller uh, got the domestic rights back. He's uh, won
0: at least part of the the suit, if not, or at least, you know, he's won a chunk of it. Uh, And now it's interesting. Uh, We're still quite a bit away probably from it being completely untangled, especially since he hasn't necessarily owned the rights to hockey mask wearing Jason because that wasn't in the first movie and stuff like that. So there's a (laughs) bit of a
1: weird thing they're gonna to have to work out stuff before they can make anything but yeah i mean that's the thing that like uh it seems really odd to me that like okay even if you did have the rights to the first movie it feels like the franchise is so far away from that first movie that like other than the name you know like yeah, you really, can't call what it, you is that jason verhees that's the problem yeah
0: <laughs> you can't call it of the 30 but it's a big deal because a lot of them are just called jason something now but you know right, but to him, yeah. get to the end but you can't call him jason uh, you can have a killer wearing a hockey mask. Yeah. You can have that. <laughs> uh, you can't have Camp Crystal Lake though. That's that's probably a no-no. <laughs> like so, you know. The, like I, I assume there's going to be a deal at some point worked out for them to, you know, make something. If anyone wants to make a movie, which I'm sure some do, but uh, we'll <laughs> see. It, it's so weird. Like I, you know, I've pointed this out before, but the gap from the remake till now is longer than any previous gap ever in the franchise so uh it'll be a long time coming when that 13th jason movie finally comes out it'll be a long yeah. time coming <laughs> so that's us do spoilers shall we me? let's get it, spoilers let's for do it spiral book of saw uh so cop gets
1: trapped you... stu- well, yeah <laughs> uh, no, i was like uh, I, I was like wishing that i could do the saw voice and uh, i could be like uh, for years you've enjoyed spoiling movies for others but now <laughs> what happens when you get spoiled <laughs> well it's funny because if you're going to punish someone
0: who told spoilers you might uh mm-hmm. do a trap involving their tongue which is exactly what the first uh-huh. sure. trap is it's a it's a cop who always lied under oath uh mm-hmm. at court so they they have him he's got him in the subway he's he's tied up in front of the the, the train that's on coming And he has to, like, pull out his tongue to get away. And he actually does it at the last second, but it's too late, and he gets splatted by the train anyway. (laughs) It's kind of funny. (laughs) It's a a little funny. I mean, I'll I'll give it that. Um, But from there, we have an introduction with Chris Rock, which... I'll I'll be honest, I don't really... Like, having seen the whole movie now, I don't really know what purpose (laughs) the opening of his... like. So he's with like a, a team of like thieves and he he helps them break in and rob like a, like a drug dealer's house or something mm-hmm. and they escape and then the police show up and well, not only is he undercover, he's undercover without telling anyone on the police force, which yeah. at what point <laughs> is it not undercover and you're just engaging in illegal activity? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if your captain doesn't know about it. and you're just doing it, you know, at your own whim, at at what point (laughs) can you you actually, I mean, even if he's, I mean, I believe he's telling the truth, but even if he's telling the truth, at what point do you get to argue that when you were with a group of thugs and you stole a bunch of money from, like, (laughs) I I mean, sure, it wasn't a bank, it was like other criminals, so I guess, you know, no innocent people are uh, in the crossfire per se, but still. Um, Very poor planning. (laughs) <laughs> what i guess the point of this is to show that he's more comfortable working with criminals than he is with other cops because of how they all feel about him but yeah. i don't think they get that across that well
1: they don't really talk about how he feels better with working with these other people than he does the cops and still like i feel like they're making it seem like it was like a really big important like operation stuff too which like i don't know i feel like if there was that much riding on it i feel like you still would have told someone even if you you know, are worried, <laughs> like, what they might do or whatever, but yeah, it, it seems a little far-fetched. You, you would think. I, I, um, I just, I didn't, I was expecting it to somehow be
0: relevant later. Either we would have to go undercover again, so the point would be to show that he's good at going undercover, or maybe the characters involved he would go to for some sort of weird help or something, because they know yeah. someone, or, you know, there'd be a reason for it, but as the movie goes on, I really struggled to actually figure out what the point of that opening was, other than to just give him like a cool introduction, like "Oh, he's undercover yeah. and he's telling jokes," and then in "Oh, lol, the, the other cops didn't you know <laughs> didn't know he was undercover and they almost shot him," and then he has to then we get the, the chewed out by the captain scene, the cliche, uh, which is the actress from uh, Riverdale, Veronica's mum, uh-huh. is the is the is the chiselled police captain in this, okay. <laughs> yelling at him. <laughs> Uh he's then introduced in Max Mingilla's the character. head of the department. Yes, the head of the department, which is relevant for later. <laughs> because of head. Keep that in mind. Uh yeah, so we're interested in Detective Shank, who's like the rookie cop who's gonna be his partner and he's like oh i worshiped your dad i I actually genuinely thought samuel jackson's character was dead because of the way Mm. they spoke about him and the way they took his photo on the wall i was shocked when 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 (laughs) chris rock goes home later that night and samuel jackson's like sitting in his house waiting for him i was like oh i thought you were dead i I thought we were just going to get him in flashbacks because (laughs) the way they spoke about him it sounded like he was already dead but fair enough (laughs) he's alive (laughs) Do you know what I'll say? Samuel Jackson's a man that's in his 70s, like well into his 70s now. And yeah. not only does he not look like a man in his 70s, he also doesn't move like a man in his 70s. He, he, uh-huh. you know, I'm, not saying he's, I'm not saying he looks like a 20 year old like running around around him, but he is, yeah. you know, he looks like a man who walks around at a normal pace in like his fifties, right? He doesn't look like he's struggling mm-hmm. to walk around like that.
1: Yeah, uh, it's really weird seeing him in like uh, Chris Rock together, knowing they're supposed to be father and son. Cause yeah, like you said, I I know that in real life Samuel L. Jackson is you know uh much older than he looks, but just looking at them on screen, it doesn't really mm. look like that. There's that much of a huge age gap between them. I mean, yeah, cause Chris Rock must be like pushing fifty by now. Like he's not oh for sure, yeah.
0: He's a spry chicken himself. So yeah, uh, <laughs> like I'm sure there's enough of a difference to justify the the father son dynamic i mean he was born 65 someone does some quick math yeah he's, he's like yeah, he's 56 yeah Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> he's 56 that's he's that's even older than i
1: thought um so i mean even that is kind of like all right yeah you know if they were going by the real ages like sam jackson would have had to have had him when he was pretty young
0: <laughs> uh jackson was born 48 so uh what seventeen? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can you can fudge it a little bit though. You can you can say uh, he's he's a little bit older than the scene, or that Chris Rock's a bit younger. And I mean, they both. Sure. I mean, Chris Rock definitely looks a bit younger than he is. Uh, I mean, not as much as Samuel Jackson. Though. Samuel Jackson looks ridiculously good for his age. It's uh weird. Um, but maybe but like, it's because maybe it's because he shaves his head, so there's no gray hairs. Maybe that's like part of it. That's true. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, but I mean, like. <laughs> I don't know, like, not that it, like, is a huge difference or whatever, but, I don't know, I, I feel like, would it have changed anything if you also just, like, made them, like, partners or or something? Like, you know, did it have to be father and son?
0: <laughs> I, I, I guess it's just because it's important that they're father and son because that's why he cares so much what happens to sure. Chris Rock in the flashbacks because it's his son, right? That You know, I, yeah. I guess that's the only reason. Uh because because in the flashback, Samuel Jackson, when they don't give him backup, when he calls for backup and he ends up getting shot, Chris Rock, that is. Oh yeah. Samuel Jackson just shows up and threatens. He's like, "I'm going to find out who the nearest person was and didn't come, <laughs> and I'm just going to shoot that mother effer." Uh, you know, what? for for his screen time in this, Samuel Jackson does have a lot of mother efforts.
1: <laughs> that flashback, like, was kind of crazy because it it did seem like out of nowhere and i mean i i was pretty bored in this movie so if this was something they mentioned before mm-hmm. uh that's that's on me I, I guess for missing it but they kind of just flash back and they're showing all this stuff and it's like some stuff is like you know whatever him having a rat on his desk but then they like jump to him getting shot it's like oh, okay that's a yeah that's <laughs> a, a much worse thing than like yeah just having some people like talk about you either their back or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, on the flashbacks, like, Samuel Jackson's given a mustache to, look like younger. And it's a pretty fake-looking <laughs> mustache. Uh, and... Uh, it was the uh, Superman <laughs> Justice League mustache. <laughs> and then the, the current captain, uh, Garza, she, she's given, like, a fringe...
1: <laughs> to make her look younger
0: in the flashback it's maybe like 12 years ago which actually that was the thing that was really weirding me out is that the flashbacks in this to when all this happened where he turned in the dirty cop and the new partner was a kid as we find out later on like that is actually after the first Saw movie oh really <laughs> yeah because it's only like they said it's like 12, 15 years ago the first Saw movie was was uh, what, 17 years ago
1: yeah <laughs> This is another one of those movies where I just I I can't be arsed to figure out the timeline. <laughs> it's just funny to me that we're at the point in this franchise now where it's been
0: going so long that when they do the oh like a character was a kid 50 years ago that's actually after the original movie. Uh, so, so the, the setup hadn't happened yet. If you, if you're thinking about it in terms of the you know the the world and the continuity and all the stuff that's going on at the same time, like saw two or three were playing out whilst this was happening somewhere else <laughs> in the city or or whatever. I assume it's all around the same city because they all seem to know who Jigsaw is. Like I, Jigsaw didn't strike yeah. me as someone who was trotting
1: across the the country, you know, doing well, a tour. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. If this was real life, I mean jigsaw there would be so many netflix documentaries so many true crime podcasts like that like you would never stop hearing about jigsaw if this was like the real world yes who was john kramer is that it?
0: Kramer. Kramer. Gonna... Yeah. yeah Kramer. <laughs> jerry <laughs> <laughs> see now i'm just thinking of kramer from seinfeld yeah. <laughs>
1: i'll
0: tell you what you do a new saw movie where he he just gets recast miraculously as jigsaw and acts <laughs> like kramer and then i'll watch it it'll be the best saw movie easily and
1: you no know question. like uh i don't know newman's his, like little puppet or whatever <laughs> that gives the messages <laughs> Newman's the uh, the Amanda <laughs>
0: character, yes. Yeah. Uh, is that... Is that uh, oh, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's Jerry and George who wake up in the bathroom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like, it, that would be pretty dumb, but, like, I don't know, I could see mm. that being, like, a funny SNL skit or something. Like, they're mm. they're in the... <laughs> yeah, like, the saw bathroom, but, like, you know, Jerry's just doing his... Observational humor.
0: <laughs> yeah, like critiquing the, the, the setup and the clues and yeah. like,
1: hip, hey, it's a saw, you know, and <laughs> a bathroom. So I don't know. <laughs> you know. A saw is never sharp as you want it to be, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> like, George saws his leg off, but like, there's no keys. Like, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to transfer. Oh, did you see oh, the. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, they they put they make a big thing about uh, putting uh, Seinfeld on uh, Netflix, but like they messed up the the aspect ratio. <laughs> I, did, I did, yes. I mean, the aspect <laughs> ratio has
0: been widescreen for a while now. Uh, ever since they did the HD, because when I watched some of it on Prime a while ago, mm-hmm. it was in widescreen as well. Um, <laughs> the only thing I'll say, since we're talking the aspect ratio, is that. <laughs> At least with that, because they did the same thing at Friends, uh, is that because they actually did have more footage in the sides because they shot it wider and just, you know, it was, you know, masked off for the 4x3, at least it's not all just cropped. Now, mm-hmm. admittedly, normally if this was a movie or a more dramatic TV show, I, I would complain. I would say, no, the composition's important. You know, it's a, you know cinematography. It's all about that. To be honest, when it comes to things like Friends and Seinfeld, it's not, like, there's sitcoms that... There's not like a cinematographer and a director who is like talking about the meaning of each shot. You know, they're 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 just basic multi camera coverage. So it's not like a, it's not as big of a deal to me as like other shows that get altered or yeah. movies that get altered and pan and scan uh, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say uh, uh to kind of counter that is, I, there are times where I I do think like you miss like some jokes like because you know there might be something off to the side that you're missing or you know that that might be talking about something that they're looking at um and yeah i've seen like people kind of put like online like some examples of like oh hey like here's like the you know the pothole episode you can't even see the pothole when they're talking about it which i mean it's like does it make a huge difference like Mm -hmm. no not really but uh, yeah i think you know, it, it is better with it. And I, I feel like I always see that whenever they put, like, a new comedy thing. Like, there was a big thing about that with The Simpsons when it went to Disney+. Yeah, well, the Plus. were, like, cropping well, jokes. Yeah,
0: and- I mean, with The Simpsons, it was literally just cropping it because that's all they could do. Yeah. Because it, you know, it was only just drawn to that exact shape. So all they could do... So people complained enough that they actually put up an option to watch yeah. the, <laughs> the old version. Uh, well, no, don't get me wrong. If they offered, like, Seinfeld and... The quality, because that's the problem, you've got a choice of either crappy standard definition from the old days in the right shape, or you can watch Mm -hmm. it remastered in HD in the new, and sadly, I think at this point, you're probably picking the HD one just because it's not that big of a deal in this Mm -hmm. case. But then you get to stuff like the television show, Buffer the Vampire Slayer, where their slapdash <laughs> HD job was so awful and like changed the color correction. They were cropping things. And what was so weird is that there's actually a widescreen version of season four onwards, but for some reason they were cropping the 4x3 version rather than using the widescreen version that already existed mm-hmm. uh, for some shots. But it was like, it uh, was all over the place. So it's amazing. Yeah, and it's,
1: it's so funny too. I mean, we're getting really off topic, but like, I mean, <laughs> who cares? But like, it is like so funny to me, like when these streaming services make such a big deal about getting like these old shows. It's like, what does that say about entertainment where I, like, know, I know people don't really care as much about new stuff as it's like, oh, this is the platform where we can watch The Office. Oh, the, here's where we can watch Friends and Seinfeld. Like <laughs> these are like such old shows, but it's like, it, you know, those are like bigger announcements than when they have like some like brand new show or movie or something.
0: Yeah, it's so it's so weird. I don't get why they make a big deal of, over getting this of Friends because those tend to be the two ones that get the news. The office as well as the other one, uh, which is just now on Peacock forever because it's their own thing. Yeah, um, I, it, it's it's very odd to me, um, especially since like if you're already a super fan of that show, why wouldn't you just already have it? Like why why, why if if you care enough about a show that it will make you buy a service to watch the the ten seasons or whatever it is, then. You know what? It goes the, the complete box set, either physical or digital, goes on sale for like you know like thirty dollars for the whole the whole show at, at various yeah. points. That would actually be
1: cheaper than paying for months of a service just to yeah. watch your old show. <laughs> I always think about that whenever I see like you know, and I know not everyone is a collector of you know like we are and stuff, but like sometimes I'll see someone be like oh, my God, like, this movie just showed up on Netflix. It's, like, my favorite movie of all time. It's, like, I mean, your favorite movie of all time? Like, you don't own it? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I understand maybe, like, yeah, you don't collect every little thing, like, you know, obsessively like we do or if It's, like, something that's that important. Like, you don't already have a copy or something.
0: Yeah, it's just weird. Um, uh, I, I brought this up before with Connor, but I, I always, like, see when someone's, like, Oh man, I'm dying to watch this thing, but it's on no streaming services, it sucks. And I'm like <laughs> if you're dying to, if you actually care that much, if you if you're really, really want to watch it, it'll be rentable. You can pay three or yeah. four dollars and rent it if you care that much about seeing it. And yeah. if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But don't tell me that you're dying to watch it and it sucks that it's not on a streaming service you already have. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh my god like i'm the biggest dick grayson fan i love titans like you know the (laughs) titans are my world i I would give anything to watch titans uh i just wish there was a way to watch it (laughs) it's like yeah you can't watch it you just have to pay money like don't Uh, say you're the biggest titans fan if you ain't watching titans on hbo max
0: that's a very weird example to bring up, but yes. Uh, like and I, I get it. obviously there's a lot of things where you're like, "Oh, I'd like to watch that, but I'm not, you know, I can wait until it's on a service." Yeah. Right, that's fine. Like I'm not I'm not saying you have to pay for every single movie you want. You want. I'm just saying right, right, right. that if you really care, if you're actively going, I wish I could watch that and I can, mm-hmm. there is a way of doing it. Like maybe this is because we grew up in a time where we used to blind buy DVDs and Blu-rays and you know, I remember in high school I started buying DVDs. Uh you know, like maybe it's just because there was a time when that's how you got to things, as you yeah. sought them out and bought them. Maybe we just have a different mindset from the millennials, the kids today. To me, mm-hmm. or the, or it's not even millennials. We're millennials, the, the generation
1: yeah. Z. That that lot. <laughs> I also feel like I weirdly enjoyed stuff more when I actually bought it, like just blindly bought it and hoped that it was good. Oh yeah, you for know, versus, sure. Versus like you know. Watching something on streaming that I'm like, maybe this
0: looks good. Streaming services, obviously some things are, like, something specific you're looking forward to is great and all that, but for the most part, streaming services just make everything feel like a list of content that I'm never going to get through. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas when I buy something, because I paid for it, I make an effort to get (laughs) to it at some point and give it a chance. And even if it sucks... I gave it more of a chance. See, if I watch something that's just on Netflix or just on Shudder, if it's not cop, if I'm not into it within five minutes, I'm already starting to drift. I'm, whereas if I bought yeah. it, like I'm, like I'm going to give it a chance for as long exactly. as possible. <laughs> yeah. To try and really make it worth my investment. And well, obviously it doesn't always work out, at least it got a really fair chance because I, right. I felt more inclined to do so. Oh, um, I know what you mean. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I say yeah, some weird tangent to to, <laughs> <laughs> to go on, but yeah, I, I like collecting. I, I've been buying movies on iTunes, and I've been having a whale of a time. Uh
1: yeah, I I was excited because I I always every October I always buy like a little stack of new, mm. uh, horror you know DVDs or well yeah I, I mostly try Blu-rays, but I actually got quite a number of like DVDs <laughs> this uh, month because there was like stuff I just couldn't find on Blu-ray. But um, yeah, I always like uh. Yeah, having a nice little collection to go through. Then going more
0: obscure. Yeah, I mean, I bought stuff that I'm going to watch on stream this month. I've got death streams Ooh. to look forward to. I got Chill Factor. uh I got oh, okay. something. I just watched something called Pledge Night, which uh, was an interesting oh, one. Right. And I, <laughs> I, you know, I've got I've got a list. Of, there's there's. I mean, Arrow are selling all their stuff for cheap right now on iTunes. Mm-hmm. So I'll just be grabbing random Arrow things throughout the month. So delightful. Mm-hmm. Should we talk
1: about spiral? uh, (laughs) If we must,
0: (laughs) I mean, I I can kind of churn through the middle of it quite quickly. It's it's, you know, it's a character, a cop character that is you know will get kidnapped, put in a torture trap. A message will be sent to Chris Rock via USB stick, and it'll be a recording with like a hint or a tease. It'll very briefly set up some various things like the first cop who died like apparently chris rock was good friends with him like which kind of felt like he came out of nowhere when he started when he was making a big speech about how he wants to be the lead detective on the case and he says he was my brother he played with my kids <laughs> And like everything else you've told us is that every cop in this precinct hated you and <laughs> you, you didn't feel safe around them but this yeah. one who we already know is corrupt because of what the jigsaw s character said about him uh was like a one you cared about you were close to this guy i don't know i just felt (laughs) felt a little bit like it was uh you know conflicting with everything else they were saying but fine it's
1: like it wasn't the most (laughs) well thought out movie no uh but uh, this middle chunk though is like it was so boring to me
0: oh yeah (laughs) Uh, it's, it's kind of repetitive as well because it's like Okay, Samuel Jackson shows up, and then he goes missing. Um, we had a couple of flashbacks, which we already kind of talked about. The, the, the second cop that goes is, like, the asshole who really hates Chris Rock. He gets lured into a trap where his fingers are put in a thing, and he gets, like, oh, yeah. guess It's the same sort of generic-looking head trap on his head. Uh, but his fingers are pulled off uh, by a big device, and they're also sent to chris rock um <laughs> and then it teases a couple other things uh so the, but the weird part of the movie though the thing where it goes so so max Minghella's character uh schneck the, the the rookie detective who's kind of bonding with him a little bit and seems to be kind of a good guy and i, I which immediately made me feel kind of fishy i was like you know what you're, <laughs> you're already suspect number one quite frankly um yeah. but then halfway through the movie like, with no build or setup at all, um, it just cuts to another in the police station and there's a, a package delivered, right? And they're all like, oh, shit, it's another one of these jigsaw things. Chris Rock opens it and it's like a little dollar puppet that's covered in human skin. and It's like, oh, this is freaky and oh, this is messed up. But he turns it over and the skin has a tattoo, says Charlie, which I'm glad the movie flashed back and showed me that, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the cop, uh, Schneck, like... Uh, like the, you know, the rookie that he had Charlie tattooed his arm because I would never have known who that was indicating otherwise but <laughs> it's like wait is he supposed to have just died off screen like with no indication he was in danger before this point and with yeah. no characteristics that would lead you to think why this car- why the killer would want to go after him so immediately I was like okay I-, I don't believe he's dead I didn't see any of it right. happen I don't believe it he's the killer <laughs> right yeah. let's
1: get to it it's very obvious yeah <laughs> It's like, they wouldn't go the trouble of, like, hiring an actor to say those lines beforehand if yeah, he's just going to be, like, cut out from the movie completely at that point.
0: It was so abrupt as well, and there was no, like... There wasn't even, like, a scene of, like, him, like, looking over your shoulder, like, oh, something's about to happen to him. And there was nothing. Yeah. There was nothing to tease that it was... It was just all of a sudden, oh, I guess he's dead. You know?
1: Also, it's like, uh, what's the motive here? Because, like, every other cop has been, like, a very, you know, explicit, like, uh... Uh oh! Here's why you're being killed because you're dirty for this reason. It's like what was his reason? It's like guy that just started. Yeah, you noble guy, <laughs> you noble <laughs> honest cop. Um. So and also and yeah, I don't think we mentioned the um. You know, usually in the Saw movies they have like that little uh. I think his name is Billy or something. That little jigsaw puppet, but now they have like a little pig puppet. Yeah, because and even says
0: like you know so there's, there's a line at one point about uh someone pulling all the strings and it, and again it's very obvious what it's getting at. it's talking about how his dad was police captain and he's actually just as corrupt as everyone who's working under him like it was very obvious what it's getting at uh the police the current police captain garza she gets killed and the pa- pl- basement of the police station so whoever is the killer clearly has access to these things and can can get into the system but uh, she's killed by having hot wax poured on her face (laughs) uh, until she suffocates. She's told she can get out of it by severing her spinal cord by, like, rubbing her back of her neck against a a blade. But, I mean, like all the traps in this movie, there's no chance this is going to work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and, like, I, I wasn't sure, like, all right, when she does that, does that, like, trigger a button or something that stops the hot wax pouring? Or, like, I wasn't sure what the mechanics were yeah, going it like, he watching? Because it's not like she's, because sometimes the saw traps
0: are like, well, if you cut off your hand, then you can move away from the danger, right? Yeah. She ain't getting up and walking
1: away if she severed a spiral right. <laughs> column, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know <laughs> what, what the, the thinking was yeah. here. And it didn't seem like they gave her any time, it was like, that wax, like, immediately started, <laughs> like, dripping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... And they sort of teased that oh, maybe
0: Samuel, because Samuel Jackson went missing, maybe he's the killer, right? Which knowing yeah. knowing what age Samuel Jackson is, it's kind of funny to think of the <laughs> seventy plus year old man going around doing all this stuff. But uh, I will, I will say they did. <laughs> I will say they, they did tease, um, or not tease, but they, they did. Um, so so there's a moment where Crash Rock is then kidnapped. And he wakes up and he's handcuffed to a pipe. There's a you know, there's a saw sitting next to him. So it, it teases the first movie a little bit. But there's a guy in the cat with a sack over his head. And I thought that was Samuel Jackson because I never really believed that he was the killer. Uh, yeah. But when he pulled the, the sack off eventually, it turned out to be the cop that he turned in years ago, who we do meet briefly in the middle of the film, uh, you know, randomly when they go to talk to him. And I was like, you know what? The lighting here was obscuring because you could see his hands, but you could never tell. The fact that this was a middle-aged white guy was never like a a giveaway of yeah. who it was because I genuinely just thought it might be his dad. But yeah, um, yeah, they did. It. So they did a weird tease, right? And we have glossed over a lot of this movie because so much of it was just repetitive cop like. Oh, right. I can't trust anyone. Oh, I need to find the killer. <laughs> oh, he's in my head. Oh, you know, I must stare out the window as the as the sh- as the as the blinds like form a pattern of light on my face as I look all meaningful or some shit. <laughs> so he wakes up and he sees the blade and yeah, like a sort of slow cat, like it's a very slow teasing version of the main theme, like dan 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 right. And he picks up the blade, the saw blade, and he looks at the handcuffs. He he tries to saw the handcuffs for like five seconds, and then he he looks at them and he looks at his wrist, and he starts to line up the saw blade on his wrist. Within the space of like a minute of waking up, he's almost at the (laughs) point where he's willing to cut off his hand. And then luckily, he notices a, a bobby pin, sitting like right in front of him that he can reach yeah. with the blade and he's able to pick the lock and i'm like dude you were <laughs> jumping to cutting off your hand like I, I started laughing because like he he like this was so close to him like not noticing this that he could have just cut off his hand and then went oh shit there was a bobby pin oh well Lol.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there goes my hand <laughs> yeah like I, I don't know it, it was kind of funny but like yeah, I, I do wonder if they meant for that to be humorous, <laughs> at least in, in that way, probably not um, but yeah it's, it's such a weird thing it, it it is very funny though, yeah, just like him immediately being like, oh, better sell my arm off yeah, well, I think the point of the bobby
0: pin is that, like it's meant to make you go, oh, the killer doesn't want him to actually have to do it, it you know it's, yeah. it's giving him an easy out because it's playing games with them and it wants, you know, there's more to this than that the problem is is the speed it just it he yeah. goes to the place where he's willing to cut off his hand so quickly that when he looks over and sees the bobby pin it becomes more of a punchline of like ha you almost <laughs> did that like immediately uh with no consideration or trying anything else or or whatever so <laughs> it just it keeps on. anyway I mean this is probably the most fun trap in the movie just because it's a bit of a visual uh yeah, yeah so so this uh corrupt cop he's uh hanging up and this place is like a factory that cr- crushes old glass bottles
1: and so wait, if i have this correct so when they yes. flash back to you know why this guy was corrupt or whatever um so basically when there was a there was like a witness to did, did the witness see like a like a another cop or something yeah. do something illegal
0: well this is actually kind of weird they never reveal who the cop is i i thought it was maybe going to reveal that it was samuel jackson and it, i don't know if it ever actually said that or confirmed that but uh maybe it was just someone else but regardless he um it- he, oh yeah there's a witness right so there's a cop there's yeah. a witness who's telling the corrupt cop in the flashback that he's going to testify that this other cop threw someone off a roof Right, and right, right, yeah. immediately the corrupt cop pulls out his gun and just shoots him, and then claims that he pulled a <laughs> gun. And that's Chris- like,
1: Chris Rock <laughs> is in the elevator.
0: <laughs> and Chris Rock, who's just been taking too long to get there, he's been too busy like, eating pizza or something, he shows up and says, what happened? He's like, he pulled a gun on me. And Chris Rock wisely responds with,
1: the witness pulled a gun on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it, I don't know, this is so, like, obviously, not like you know yes there's like corruption and stuff they exist but would anyone be this dumb to like just blatantly like shoot (laughs) like this witness like especially if you know that like you have like the one good guy (laughs) in the force that's like about to meet up with you like i don't know it it just seems like so like stupid and like i I, it feels like you could have come up with like a smarter or more believable way for someone to be like corrupt or whatever
0: yeah i, I don't know uh the, the, the whole scene just comes off comically because again it's so quick the way he just pulls out his gun and immediately shuts somebody says he's going to
1: testify yeah. uh, and but, also like that cop just i think looks just kind of goofy <laughs> like he, yeah. he doesn't doesn't really look like the normal kind of like hardened like badass cops that you would think he is just kind of like <laughs> this like dopey guy it's like I hear a gun, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but of course it turns out that this
0: guy's son, the guy who was shot, the witness's son, is in fact our rookie detective. Who it, it even has a line. So, so when when after this trap, which is uh, all the bo- all the glass bottles in the factory are going through a conveyor belt to get crushed, and for some reason this machine fires all the broken glass. Uh, just into the, <laughs> I guess there's meant to be a big, like you know, container or something to catch it. If this is even like a remotely a real thing, but it, it yeah, basically- I don't know if this is how they do it,
1: but it seems inefficient. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the broken glass fires into the corrupt cop. the The corrupt cop's able to spin around while he's chained up and Chris Rock's trying to, like, find the key to unlock the padlock on him to get him down, which he does is just a little bit too late, and his back is just shredded with broken glass. I mean, it's definitely the most fun kill, because it's just, like, you actually get to see a lot of it, and it's a bit drawn out, so it's a but, bit more, I don't know, fun, if that's even a word you want to use for a kill like yeah. this, but...
1: I don't remember if the original Jigsaw did this, but, like, there's all these, like, uh, like Riddler-esque, like, double entendres and stuff, like with the clues where it's always like, you know, like it's not just like, okay, you need to do this to survive. It's also like, oh, I'm giving you a clue inside this thing to, you know, let you know what you have to do to save this person or whatever.
0: I guess the answer is kind of like there was always stuff in the first movie, which was like, you know, there was a clue to turn off the lights because there was a, a hidden like glow in the
1: dark message in the wall kind of thing. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. It it always, I mean, like I have the best memory of these movies, but I always just felt like, at least what I was remembering, that it seemed like a bit more direct, like, you know, when he would say, like, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you have to snap off your hand to escape the cuffs or whatever. But I don't know. I, I mean, maybe if you want to say the difference here being that's a different person or that... The fact that he's doing this to Chris Rock's character, not the actual person in the trap. Maybe that makes a difference, but I don't know. Seemed a little weird to me. But yes, uh,
0: after this, though, he gets out and walks into a room. And lo and behold, Rookie Cop is standing there. And like a whimper, it's just kind of revealed. (laughs) Yeah, it's me. I'm the killer. (laughs) Um, And he even has a line where he points out the absurdity that he grew up from the age of 12 and there was a line earlier in the film where he says I've been looking forward to this since I was 12 <laughs> uh, but since he was 12 he trained to be a cop and he he says the line do you know how hard it was to like get assigned to your precinct and be placed as your partner and I'm like yeah it sounds pretty implausible that you could actually arrange all of that when none of that's your decision when you're being
1: you know placed and things so yeah. also like super it's like a super weird thing to basically be like torturing chris rock and like playing all these like mind games and stuff when him when like he was like the one dude that like you know helped him out and like you know fought for justice for his dad and stuff when he was a kid like Mm -hmm. chris rock was a good guy in this scenario but he's you know still messing with him and still hurting the people he loves like (laughs)
0: <laughs> it is the probably the biggest change from the other movies is that the main character at least as far as we ever really find out is sort of noble and heroic and doesn't deserve That's true yeah to, to be you know killed by jigsaw or in this case this uh, copycat but what gets me though is that it, that does offer the door for the statement right it offers the door mm-hmm. to actually say something with the movie because the end of the movie is that, okay, so Chris Rock immediately says, yeah, I'll, I'll do this with you, because he, he wants to recruit him, that's the whole thing, it's like, hey, we can, like, you can point out the bad cops, and I'll, uh, I'll do my thing, right, that's what he wants, <laughs> and yeah. Chris Rock says, yeah, sure, uh, he's in, and obviously he's maybe just stalling for time, or whatever, but, uh, then rookie cops, like, okay, but you've got a test, you're gonna to have to prove your, you know, your loyalty to this, that you believe in this, and, sure enough, his dad is in this big trap, where he's connected to all these tubes where it's draining his blood, and, He's going to be dead in, like, four minutes or whatever it is. And he's called the cops, so the cops are on their way. And so he has to decide. He has to basically decide what he's going to do. He has to let his dad die as a sign that he's wanting to let corrupt cops <coughs> die. And it's like, hey, he was just as corrupt as everyone else, blah, blah, blah. And the, the 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 dilemma of a character in this movie, like, fighting against corrupt cops, right, from within, and wanting to change the system... And you have this Jigsaw-esque character saying, I'm willing to go after the crew-up cops. If nothing else, this should scare the rest of the cops into staying clean and being honest and doing their job properly, right? This is... It's sure. kind of like an extreme... Uh, you know, killer version of Batman in a lot of ways. Like, the, the whole point <laughs> right. is to scare everyone else into doing the right thing. Um, <laughs> and you have Chris faced with this dilemma of like, well... This might actually make a change. This might actually lead to something, but you know, I also this isn't right because this is a this is not the right way of doing this. This is illegal. This is you know murderous. This is all these things. Um, but when he actually has to make a decision, it feels like it's less to do with the morality of what what everything that's going on, and it's more to just do with this is my dad and I love my dad. Don't kill my dad. Like that. That's what yeah. it feels like. <laughs> Rather than he's making any kind of like statement back saying yes, we have to clean up. The system, we have to clean up the corrupt cops, but we have to do it the right way or it's meaningless. Like, there's nothing, none of that yeah. is in there. It's all just, you know, I don't want to let my dad
1: die kind of thing. Um, yeah, and it's it's really like stupid because I never got the sense that that rookie cop, uh, like I, I never felt like his character actually believed that Chris Rock would go with it. Mm. Like, he's saying the lines, but it's like, come on, man, like you got to know that this guy isn't going to be like, well, you just killed my dad. But, yeah, let's work together. Like, even if my dad was corrupt, like, you know, that, that's not going to be a great way to start a partnership. And it really doesn't ever feel like he actually believes Chris Rock is going to be on his side.
0: No, and it's all time, so when this, the SWAT team came in, uh, like, Samuel Jackson's hand is rigged with a shotgun, uh, which is a string, because he's, he's, he's like a puppet here, right? So it's sort of like the, he the like pu- It's the puppet yeah, like seen throughout the movie. He does the same kind of motion.
1: Like, first, like, Chris Rock, like, this it, it, is such, like, a, an a, elaborate tru- uh, trap, but, like, not in a fun way, like, because first he's strung up, and then, like, he falls down, but then there's, like, another thing on the door that when they try to cut open the door it strings him back up and then like yeah there's this weird puppet thing with his like arm and of course like yeah oh yeah they're gonna see him like pull a gun up and stuff and like the cops are gonna automatically shoot him and and it's so stupid because it's like well everyone can see that he's not in control of his actions (laughs) like
0: yeah he's he's clearly suspended in the air with like multiple cables (laughs) and chains and, and whatever and I mean, I mean, I mean, mean. Someone may argue, maybe they're trying to make a statement here that, like, you know, he's pulling a gun, but via force, yeah. and the the SWAT team just instantly mow him down with bullets. Like, maybe yeah. there's some kind of statement here because it's a black man, right? And he's he's got a gun, but I I I, I don't know. It's so murky because there's so many like deranged details on top of it. That, you know, <laughs> yeah. this isn't like the end of, Night of the Living Dead, where it feels like this really bitter like right. statement yeah. of a of a moment where it's really quite sad. This just feels stupid because yeah. <laughs> of all the factors that are going on around it. So it, it never really feels it. Like- so Chris Rock streams as he watches his father be, it, it effectively be hit with a firing squad and yeah. <laughs> turns around and our killer, rookie cop, is just in the elevator and just waves, bye-bye. As, yeah. as the elevator goes down, it cuts to black, directed by, uh, you know, play, play your song. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay. They left this so open for another one. Like that, like he's oh, still yeah. on the loose. He's not been caught. Uh, and even the f- like, even the fact that the hero character Chris Rock is still going to be out there and like want to find him. Like they've set up
1: a, a sequel here. Yeah, it is such an abrupt ending. <laughs> it is kind of wild. And like also, I I don't know if like they're trying to if he was trying to set him up so it's like all right if you don't work with me then everyone's gonna think that you're doing this because i called the cops and made them you know told them you were Mm. firing the gun and now you're here but i also i don't know how the layout of this room works but like some of those cops had to have seen jigsaw going down that elevator like (laughs) i don't think he was that far away
0: (laughs) yeah even if they don't see him like there's cops outside as well like like the yeah. movie just so the movie plays us like oh well he definitely got away and i'm like i don't know the belt is surrounded like it feels a bit far-fetched i mean especially yeah. since like it'd be fine if he was still supposed to be alive because he could just pre- pretend to be there as a cop right but right yeah he was supposed to be dead like he, he was one of the victims
1: technically so yeah there's going to be questions and, yeah and like chris Rock can very easily like pinpoint him out and say like alright now I know the guy that we're, we're looking for and <laughs> it's yeah
0: he, he knows his name he knows yeah. you know his motive he knows all these things like he mm-hmm. so but it leaves so much open for a sequel where they're maybe playing cat and mouse try to like catch each other and, and maybe that is the plan you know maybe everything I said earlier about waiting for someone else to want to do it maybe Chris Rock's got like another one in mind maybe Chris Rock wants to do a trilogy <laughs> I don't know oh god <laughs> I mean will they let him do another one uh, if, he, if he cares you know did he get it out of his system? Did this, I mean, I guess it technically bombed, but it's hard to really judge anything given that it came out in May 2021 sure. or whatever. Oh, was, it,
1: <laughs> was it last year?
0: No, it was this year.
1: Everything go- I think it was supposed to come out last was, year. Yeah, maybe, but everything
0: ev- ev- got delayed. Everything just got pushed completely till this year, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and they just sort of gave in and started releasing things even though it was <laughs> not the perfect circumstances.
1: Then again, yeah. there's never a good circumstance for Spiral the Book a song. <laughs> Yeah. I gotta say, too, like, the, uh, again, like, you know, uh, not a huge fan of, like, the other Saw movies, but I I do want to say that there is something that is, um, compelling about Tobin Bell's performance and his character. Um, I mean, again, like, do I like it? Like, no, not really, but I find it much more interesting and, uh, memorable performance than the killer in this movie who is just so bland and forgettable. Like, I... Like, I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you his name, you know, versus, like, uh, I mean, we were kind of making fun of Kramer earlier, but, I mean, his look and his name and stuff is, like, a lot more memorable, and Tobin Bell, like, I think does generally do a good performance in those movies. This guy's just so generic and nothing to him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Tobin Bell, if nothing else, had a lot of presence. Uh yeah. And he, he kind of stuck out, and there's a reason why they kind of s- somehow worked him into at least six of the movies despite (laughs) the fact that he died in the third one (laughs) so you know like like they 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 really clung to him because he kind of was um and obviously i'm not saying that he's as important as as robert england to freddy is but in the same way that they tried to make sure they had him for as long as they could before they had to just Mm -hmm. so because he he even jigsawed the most recent one they did like that weird double like i mean it was a bit of a twist that this was happening so spoilers for the last saw movie if you care but uh they had like a sort of reveal at the end that half of the movie was taking place in the past so that's how we got a lot of jigsaw voice that's how we saw some jigsaw um so this was the first one i mean maybe i don't remember a lot of them in seven maybe seven was quite late on on jigsaw himself or tobin bell but uh, this really felt like it was. Other than a photo of him, there was nothing from Tobin Bell in this. Uh, oh yeah. So for it's sure. it's definitely the the least Tobin Bell of any Saw movie. So, I mean, take take that as you will. Um,
1: Saban was not saved by the bell.
0: <laughs> I think it's notable though that unlike the last movie, they left their new killer alive because I think mm. and and the and the chance that this was going to be a hit, <laughs> they wanted to make sure they had <laughs> options for doing at least yeah. another one. Uh, if not another 5 why not uh, I'll, oh I'll be upset if it overtakes some other franchises I mean it's already overtaken uh, Nightmare Phantasm well it's, yeah it's definitely overtaken Phantasm that's only 5 but like, yeah na- Nightmare it's, it's only a few away from beating Friday the 13th and Halloween like it's not that many I'm trying to think uh, is it about on par with Texas Chainsaw Massacre how many does
1: that have uh, the last one, Leatherface,
0: was seven or eight. Is that nine. No, on oh, You got one, two, Before three. Original. Next generation, uh, remake, prequel to remake, Chainsaw 3D. Leatherface has been eight. So the the next one okay. that's coming out will be number nine. Okay. Uh, whenever oh. that hits, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure we're anticipating with. Oh boy. With with admiration, um, <laughs> yeah, this movie, you know, it's, I mean, it sucked. I mean, that was obvious. When we said that right <laughs> at the start, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's a, a variety of reasons why it sucks and why it's kind of a baffling, weird oddity. That it, I mean, it's just a bad movie, regardless of any stands. But I think especially the fact that we can look at this and say, even fans of the Soft franchise might be a, a little bit annoyed at this because it's so uh, much of a pivot from Saw you're missing Tobin Bell you're missing a lot of the things that they probably liked about Saw so
1: yeah yeah. I mean I, I would be genuinely interested if uh, Saw fans do like this movie uh, if anyone wants to comment um, if they're a Saw fan how they felt about this but yeah I can't imagine like I, at the very least like I, I can't imagine that they would like it more than any of the originals
0: yeah yeah I'd be surprised so uh, alright then uh there you go. That's, that's basically the the thing. Uh, Tim, would you like to rate it out of ten? <sighs>
1: um. Yeah. You know. I. It, it's tough because like I can't really think of like. Where I would give like, honestly, like any points to like, the. I don't like the story. Uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's more of a boring police procedural drama kind of thing than it is. Uh. you know horror movies it's it's, it's getting
0: into uh, the the hellraiser sequel territory a little bit (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) at least those like i usually maybe there's some cheesiness i can laugh at or something uh, or maybe like one scene of cgi chains (laughs) that's kind of fun but (laughs) yeah there's like the and yeah i mean I, i can't even really say that like you know there isn't even like any cool traps or fun gore that like like well yeah the story was dumb but oh man that one scene with that trap was really cool like there's nothing like that um the characters are bland and generic and boring and don't stand out and yeah the the, the movie doesn't i don't think it looks good like music isn't really memorable like i, I don't know I, I really can't think of anything that i would like you know even just want to give it like a few points for but i mean uh, I'll, I'll just give it a two i guess uh because you know, on the one hand, like you know, it's it's easy enough to follow, and you know, whatever. It's not like they forgot to turn the cameras on or whatever. So, I'll give them the just like the bare minimum points for making it a movie that you can watch and follow along and not be confused. I guess, but I mean, there really isn't anything about this movie that was enjoyable to me. Or uh, even though I don't like the original Saw movies, like. I can see myself maybe revisiting some of them at some point if I'm ever, like, really bored or they're on TV or someone wants to watch them, or I just want to be reminded of why I don't like them. Like, this I can never, ever see wanting to watch again for any reason. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. it's <laughs> um, tough. I don't know. Like, part, part of me feels like I don't want to go right down to a two. <laughs> It's just it's just because like at least as a sh- professional film mm. it's you know, it's not got bad sound recording or <laughs> like that sure um like i feel like I mean, that's why i didn't give it a 1 but <laughs> but i feel i feel that like there is there is worse and i've definitely mm. so I, i'm going to give it a 3 and uh, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 there's a certain point where arguing between two and three is meaningless anyway, but <laughs> sure. um, I don't want to make it sound like I like it more than Tim, I just... Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It, it's just... Uh. It's, it's a three out of ten, uh, sadly. Uh. Uh, not that I was expecting gold from this, but you could have even script a
1: five you know, script into <laughs> you know, pleasant well, category. Well, I mean, I, I could have easily given a point if Uh, Again, if there was, like, maybe something like um, some really memorable traps, um, you know, or, like, like a really cool gore scene that was, like, really bloody and gnarly, and I was like, oh, but, yeah, there's nothing like that there that I could even give it, like, you know, mild points for. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well.
0: There you go. That spiral from the Book of Saw. If you've been anticipating us talking about this (laughs) one, then...
1: Well, screw you, basically. <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next time. Where... No, you got a lot of mileage out of it. We talked for almost something like the other movie. Oh,
0: well, yeah, but like, like at least 15 minutes of that was tangents.
1: True. We talked about Seinfeld a lot. So. What are you going to do? Uh, Kramer,
0: it's relevant. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I want to make Tim pose for the thumbnail, so I don't know what he's going to do for this, but uh, here we go. Three... Two, one, pause. <laughs> you like you're trying to sell me a used car, Tim. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so yep, that's the uh that is spiral from the book I saw done. Mm-hmm. Uh we'll have something else random probably next and then we'll maybe get back to the the new candyman so afterwards. <laughs> so look forward to t- to that uh, so uh, by all means let us know what you thought of the, the movie if you've seen it in the comments below like mm-hmm. and subscribe ding the bell for notifications all those things help us out a lot uh, for free but he also supports us, us you also support us financially over <laughs> <We're> at Patreon <laughs> yes patreon.com slash mailfuzz TV for as little as one dollar per month and of course I will thank our Patreon producers uh, for the month so thank you to Tyler Hess Cindy Palacios David you. Short Boardnow, Now thank Al you. Treisman Christopher Moy David
1: Brown you. and Stanley Thank you.
0: Thank you, Tim, for
1: backing up. Is that up. Stanley, like, two words? Like, Excelsior <laughs> Stanley, or just one word? Tim, this would be hilarious
0: if Matt didn't crack that same joke every single week <laughs> on Comics from the Multiverse. <laughs> one word, Stanley. Okay. Not Stanley. I, I, I'm curious. <laughs> Stanley is not uh, sponsoring us from Beyond the Grave, No.
1: You should <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I don't believe we're in his well anyway I mean would have been nice but <laughs> you know uh so yeah go go do that uh, and uh you also just find us on the twitter at screams midnight for not only screams after midnight but all male fuzz movies podcasts uh updates and stuff and you can talk to us on there and what not so, thank you very much once again for joining us. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies. And if you want to play a game, we'll see you next time.
1: <laughs> Keep those skeletons safe. <laughs> what?